Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Iceland Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. All right. I saw on a big screen the crawl for episode nine. How big was it? It was allegedly. It was a huge screen. Biggest one in the nation. Yeah. yeah, biggest one. Yeah, exactly. It is, isn't it? So. It was unbelievable. It's the best screen. It's the biggest screen. <laughs> I don't know that, that is. Everybody that. was talking about it. I'm no. telling you, everybody is talking. And about I it. think it was straight from Lucasfilm. Did it come from Lucasfilm? Yes, I think oh. it did. And God, what, Nico. And I cannot wait to tell you God, Nico. all about it because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, July twelfth. 2019 episode 91 of the show my name is steve baldwin and much of the hive is with us tonight we're gonna start it off with the wookie co-pilot greg lent bb natural oh my god it is so great to be here tonight it is a hot time first just nerds right now we're in the middle of summer blockbuster movie season spider-man far from home just came out half of us has seen it half of us have not and we are one week away from comic-con guys comic-con one Whoa, week one week away is anyone going i'm not nah. are we gonna have wretched hive representation in san diego so I, Dave? nope <laughs> nope I, I i had a source that offered me tickets but we are moving that weekend Ooh. so i had to respectfully decline I, I oh how seen. awesome would it have been if you would have taken the tickets and said hey you know what i gotta take one of my buddies to comic-con chris you got this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have gone over well dave stuff ends with, up on the sidewalk and uh... with, with chris it would have yeah. <laughs> uh not on the show tonight he's the captain of the he's unable to join us tonight nico we miss you do. we'll see you in a couple weeks Sorry, Kevin. He is living at large in his fun new pad with his lovely young lady, and I am happy for them and their new adventure in life, living without roommates, just on their own. Good for them. them. They are living in 1982, though, because they don't have any internet connection, apparently. Uh, Truth. That's the the barrier, I think, for tonight, for for the captain. If they're living in 1982, they're also living in sin, which is pretty exciting. Okay, Bon Jovi. (laughs) Uh, You love that voice. Uh, He is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Ivansky. Well, hello, Wretched Hive. I'm going to tell you I'm always Mm. living in sin and enjoying Mm. the hell out of it. Yeah, but for, I mean, your sin is all over the board. It is. I mean, I've... It really is. I've been out with you. You know what my sin... <laughs> you have. I have. My sin tonight times. is, I think it might be a first, Ooh. I am not having 
a drink tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't get your, what? your glass out of the freezer. So we have are a little you, tradition. Are you feeling okay? For, are you feeling okay? Yeah, what's wrong? Everything good? No, no, no. Health is totally declining. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I am uh, taking a little breather from it. Good uh, for you, man. Yeah. Good no, for you. I don't think it's that. I just think that I'm uh, I'm going in to get some tests done. Yeah, okay. Not all serious on the high, but... That's okay. You know what? I, I don't think I've ever been sober on this show. So well, it, well, you know what? A little cleanse every now and then, good for the soul, good for the body. It yeah. is. But I noticed, though, because we, we have a little tradition. I always put a glass with ice yes. in the freezer that's waiting for Scott when he gets here. Look, I'm not shaking or sweating. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we'll try something different tonight. <laughs> All right. And finally. First, though, we want to get to Southern California on alert this morning after getting hit by the largest earthquake there in two decades. We have. Ginger, thank you. Coming up, more problems for a troubled Earthquake. Yep, We're we having an earthquake. Point. That's some real stuff for us in SoCal. Dave! We're gonna we're gonna jump right now to the yeah, to the US Geological Survey. It was sort of a rolling feeling. Which one? Under no circumstances. Experiencing very strong shaking. Wow. I think we need to get under the desk. Should you ever. If everything falls, you're supposed to go all the way to where nothing is on top of you. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean so eventually when it falls it's gonna make like right but at least we're somewhere where nothing is falling on top of us ever we got another earthquake yep I think oh, so here we go that was the baseball game call him oh yeah so it's rolling 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 still going Harry that was uh, some pretty serious swaying up here that was yes it was Potter Crap. I'm done with it I like enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Dave. Uh, oh no! Oh, are you kidding? Oh no, me? Dave's oh, getting. Oh, we got to play the whole intro over again. <laughs> Dave's getting three PO'd. Oh, we're four by four tonight, guys. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that that that. You gotta I'm crank, moving. Crank up the IQ. Crank up the IQ, Greg. That's not high enough. Turn it Two to weeks ten. Two I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Is he back? I think we got him back. All right. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. You tell me. <laughs> we got you. You tell you... me. Sound good. There you go. Is is your apartment swaying back and forth, Dave? Can you hear us? Dave? Did the earthquake <laughs> knock out your internet, Dave? Oh, yeah. there goes Dave. <gasps> wow. Well, all right. <laughs> Well, good afternoon, so, good night, good evening, wherever you may be. Why not? Oh, man. Well, all right. We'll make went, a, hang on. Dave is oh, here. Oh, he's here. Yeah, he's here. there he is. There he is. We have Can him you in. hear me? I you went audio only, you dumb fucks. There's like a giant icon with my initials on it on the screen. Fuck it, I'm oh, I, thought, I thought that stood for double penetration. <laughs> Dave, we got, you, we got you on audio loud and clear. How are you? Welcome to the show, Dave. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad that audio only. I am. I am five by five. Although the podcast is four by four, and our internet connection is point five by point five. <laughs> apparently tonight. Uh, I wanted so, to do point five past light speed tonight. Tell yeah. That, no, know. it's not. It's not even doing point oh oh five past light speed right now. But yeah. at any rate, good afternoon, good evening, good morning to you wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us. Thank you to Steve Baldwin, my favorite mm. resistance scum. 
Oh, I see oh. what you did there. Setting it up for later. Yes. Setting it up for later. Well sir. done. Well done. <laughs> we had a big we had a big earthquake here. Things were oh, rocking man. and rolling. That was uh, that that definitely got things going. I will say the second one, which was the bigger the bigger bit of shaking that went through. I was actually texting somebody. I was sitting on my couch texting somebody, and I'm a fidgety person, and I was having trouble typing. And I thought I you just sit still, stop shaking your leg. And I was still having trouble typing, and I looked around the room, and it was like, oh, oh, here we go again. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Those those earthquakes are the most interesting because they're big, but they're far away, so you just get the little rolling sensation. It was like being on a, a boat with a lot of wake yeah. you know, from another boat going by, Yeah, they, and then it, yeah. it evens out. With the earthquake being up in, in Ridgecrest near the Lancaster area, which is, you know, what, 150 miles away from here or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was far enough. I was actually out in Palm Springs uh, bobbing in a pool, in a, in a little floaty in a pool, and all of a sudden the whole the whole thing started to sway back and forth. It, it, what it felt like was about a dozen kids jumped in all at the same time, and I was might have been a little inebriated at the time and wondered what the hell was going on, but uh, enjoyed myself immensely. Might have been. Yeah, I, I was sitting in the backyard. It was Friday afternoon. Uh, I brought a book out with me and got through three pages and, you know, because I'm old and stuff, there fell asleep is. about six o'clock. <laughs> and I woke up to like the dogs checking on me. It was weird. The dogs ran out and each checked on me. And then 30 seconds later, uh, the house was shaken. And Elisa's yelling, earthquake. But I, I am to the place <laughs> I was in my say, life. You had to run into the bedroom to make sure who was in there? Exactly. But I <laughs> I just heard, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And I looked up, and it was the earthquake. Anyway, um, I, I, I now, I've been through so many of, of them, having grown up in Southern California yeah. and never – really been injured or or been a victim of of um too much damage i've had some stuff fall off the walls but i feel like at this point in my life i have an unhealthy lack of fear around earthquakes because it, it's just sort of i don't i'm not fidgety at all around them i just i don't panic i just make sure the kids are okay i'm yeah. yelling in the house get in a doorway get away from windows it's okay yeah. go check the gas line you know it's it's not a big deal for me but in in 94 when we had the northridge quake um i was not in the valley thankfully yeah. and my that, my feeling a lot of people is, died in that one yeah. so yeah my my, yeah. my feeling is you have to be prepared overall so yes. you know know what to do and where to go so like you did a good job with the kids tell them to go stand in the doorway that's all that's all good you know like like right. the clip said don't you know make make sure you're not standing where something's going to fall on you good 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 advice lady good job yeah, yeah. but uh, i you can't plan for it. It's not like there's hurricane season or monsoon season or anything like that. It's just it's going to happen when it's going to happen. There's no earthquake weather that's going to tell you tell you what's going to happen. So, and if it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad. There's nothing really you can do about it. It's a literal act of God. So right. you just have to just have to pardon the pun, roll with it. So you've you got to make sure you have a lot of blue milk on hand, right? In storage. Got to make mm -hmm. sure the lightsaber's charged up. Have some, <laughs> have some extra batteries, right? You got to make sure there's the the speeder is fully gassed up in case you need to go somewhere. Uh, yeah. So there's things do you can do. Speeders run be on ready. gas? Do they? I is don't that a know. thing? Fusion, fusion uh, operate. No, that's uh, that's that's a different franchise. Yeah, yeah. Don't they that's run on garbage? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. 
Do they? Oh, I wonder if they run on Kyber. Kyber seems to power so, everything in the Star Wars universe. All right. I have one more important question, though. Because mm. Earthquake was big news, but the other big news was it was the best pop culture week ever in the history of pop culture mm. weeks ever. Dave, we're having trouble with your audio, man. You froze up. We don't hear you. How do I bridge this? So, well, okay. what I was trying to say was, yep. yes, amidst the earthquake, this previous week was also one of the better pop culture weeks of the year because we had Spider-Man Far From Home open on July 2nd. Yeah. True. And we had season three of Stranger Things drop on July 4th. How many now, we, already how know, we already know that two people on this podcast have not seen Spider-Man and two mm-hmm. people are assholes mm-hmm. because they have seen it. How right. many people have no, finished I thought the assholes Stranger hadn't Things seen it. I thought the assholes hadn't seen it. No, I think Dave got it right. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure I got, I'm pretty sure I got – I'm remembering that conversation right from the pre-show. Yeah, but okay. who here Who here besides me has finished Stranger Things 3? I have finished all of it. I went. I got all the way through. Uh, yeah, I'm all the way through. And I, yes, I'm, the only, Steve, I'm the only loser. Two. Yeah, 0 for 2. And, and without spoiling anything for our fans or Steve, yeah. uh, I do know what happens at the end. Well – if that you makes watch sense. It, don't you, you finished it? Yes. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I no, finished no. reading this book, and I can tell you what the last paragraph is. No, no, I've done some research as to the mystery of the ending. Hmm. Which I know. Do I need to leave for a second? At, you guys at, want to, to talk about at, this? As to, as to who the blank is? Yeah. Yes. All right. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go inside for one minute. Okay. You guys talk about it. This isn't a spoiler for anybody. This has well, been out now for a while. We could still it's been out a week. For a whopping six days. Yeah. Oh, well, eight that, days by the time it airs. Right, and by the time the show airs. Seen it, here's your spoiler alert. If we're going to talk about. All right, do you want me to run the spoiler? You guys want to talk about this? Yes. All right. Scott wants to talk about it. We're talking about it. God damn it! All right, hold on. Yes. Hang on. We can't be stopped. All right, for real, legitimate, I'm stepping away for one minute. I'm going to come back. You got, you, you have 60 seconds to get through this because I don't want to be spoiled. Okay. All right. Okay. Give me a second. Yep. All right, I'm taking out my headphones. I'm walking out. He's almost out of the room. He's turning the corner. The door is opening. All right. Steve has left the building. Okay. Can you believe that there are malls in the 1980s? I can't believe that. I looked it up. And Shocking. Sure enough, yes. That's all Shocking. I wanted to say, guys. <laughs> so did you guys also pick up on how some of the, the specific shots are direct homages to 80s movies? Like there was one shot with the the mind flare kind of over the top of uh, the Natalia Dyer character. Yeah. It, that was an alien's homage where the alien creature was over Sigourney Weaver. There was another shot of the car backing into some bicycles and knocking him over. I know that was an homage to an 80s movie. I just can't remember if it's E.T. or The Goonies. But they sure just there's several shots. And there, there was the, the whole Fast Times at Ridgemont High homage where they reversed it and put What's-His-Name instead of Phoebe Cates. It's What's-His-Name coming out while they're playing movie in stereo by the cars. Yes. Yes. Uh, there's also the Terminator reference where the guy that looks and is being called Arnold Schwarzenegger has the exact same position, same movement, and almost the exact same look. Um, and then there is a line that specifically um, was lifted from a movie. 
Oh god, I'm gonna forget it. Oh well, no, we're not done. No, 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 we got. Okay, uh, uh, Steve's back. That was one minute. Yeah. Was that one minute? <laughs> Jesus even, Christ! No way. Wow, now I know how Lisa feels. Listen, I, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I. That's going off now. See, that wasn't one minute. <laughs> My wife knows exactly how long one minute is. Anyway, I was gonna say <laughs> nah! since Steve's back, I'm, oh. I can't say it, All but right. I'm gonna say this. Kay. It's kind of been leaked or revealed the secret ending. So if you guys have seen it all the way through and know, is it a secret uh, though? Yeah, I think it is. I think they meant it to be that, and somebody kind of let it slip. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. You had you, someone let it slip. Oh God, I feel so spoiled. Yeah. It's good. The, the big reveal was in the 1980s. All right, so <laughs> so do I. So obviously, you guys really liked season three. Yeah, let's ask. Let's find out. I lo- I loved it. And uh, go go for it. Yeah. I was going to say my advice to Steve, if you haven't seen it, yep. T- you can take a break between episodes three and four, but once you get past episode four, you're going to want to keep going and not stop to eat, sleep, or use the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. High praise. I- I uh, I liked it. It's probably my favorite season out of all of them as well. Wow. Um, the first one I thought was good, but was really it was more of a nostalgia fan wank than more than anything. I thought the second season was a step back, and this one I thought was strong. I people say it starts slow. I thought it was strong from beginning to end. I was I was on board from from the begin from from the very beginning. Yeah, I'm with you. I I really loved this season. I loved it more than season two. I still think the first one is strong for me. Uh, there was one minor little issue, but I can't talk about it until yeah, until I see, see it. it. Okay. But still, three seasons solid. Good okay, show. all right, it's on the list. Yeah. I'll get to it. Yeah, it's, I'll, it's I'll, do, I'll do my homework. Man. You can crank through this thing. It's... All right, all right. Well, this is the longest we've I think we've ever gone without without moving forward and, with. And, and... Ah, uh, Dave's gone Dave, again. Dave's stuck. No, he's blinking. Nope, he's blinking. Oh. But he's Dave. not saying anything. <laughs> Maybe it's all in his head. Maybe that's hmm. what it is. Maybe he just physically stops talking. Hmm. Is he is he having oh. a stroke in front of us? It, it's possible. Going Dave, on? are you are you present? Yeah, I don't think he can hear us. I can hear you just fine. You fuckers can't hear me is the problem. <laughs> You're not saying anything. No, I literally I literally got like a sentence in and you guys just kept going over the top of me like four times. So I just I gave up because clearly there's a technical glitch going on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Dave. Well, did you have something no, no, you want to throw point. out there? No, I was just going to say to Greg's point, I'm not trying to say that the that the season started off slow. It's just the first couple episodes function very well as self-contained chapters. And once you hit episode four, you start wanting to know immediately what happens next. Yeah, okay, got it. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's get through this part really quick. If you've ever wondered what happens next, give us a call and tell us all about it. On the Wretched Hive Hotline, which is 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell Hive. You're goddamn right. And you can also find us online at thewretchedhive.net on Facebook. 
at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. We love the Facebook. Uh, you can also look us up on Twitter at Wretched Hive Pod, on Instagram at Wretched Hive 77. You can email the show to, surprisingly, show at the Wretched Hive.net. Find Not our original. app on the Apple App Store. Uh, we're also available. The show is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Anywhere you listen, any of your podcatchers should pick up the show. But we really appreciate those reviews on iTunes as Apple makes the world, the podcast world, go around. Uh, a couple of housekeeping notes before we get to the news. Housekeeping! Well, we need a little housekeeping. Our, our, get our new intern on that. A little housekeeping jingle. Uh, first of all, huge, huge, huge thanks and shout out to good friends of the show, Layla Miyamoto and Chad Workman who found, well, they found a treasure trove of posters in their garage that had been in a box since the 80s, since 1983 to be specific. They brought over a handful, almost well, more than a dozen, Return of the Jedi original prints, like the ones you buy at, like, uh, what would have been, Scott, back then? Spencer... Spencer, Sam Goodies. We're talking about. Yes. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a throwback to the 1980s. Yeah, totally. They were amazing. Too, so there's posters. three different posters, movie posters for Return of the Jedi, one featuring the Falcon, one featuring Vader, and one of the classic Luke's hand holding up the sky, the uh, lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, and they brought over enough for each of us for all of the hosts of the show. Thank you so much, you guys. Fifteen posters. He such brought a, over. Such a just such a wonderful gift. Now, I have to throw this in too. I do have a couple of extras. Oh. So we're gonna run a little contest. Oh nice. Little contest. Uh, I'm gonna say for the first person. No, let's make it the tenth person. The tenth person to post on our Facebook page. Something about tonight's episode. Anything. Could be anything. First person or the first tenth the, person? The, the, ten, first, the, first, the, the tenth person. The, the tenth, first tenth person. The, Got the, it. the, the <laughs> one tenth of a person. <laughs> Actually, let's do this because I'm making this up on the fly here. Yeah. Anyone that posts on our page has an equal shot at winning. I'm going to pick someone at, I'm going to pick someone at random. Okay. We're Oprah Winfrey this shit. You get a right. poster. You get right. a every, poster. You get right. a poster. Every 10th we'll, person that posts on the site. Right. We'll we'll put all those names in a hat in 10 hats. <laughs> every person who posts 10 times gets their name in an individual hat up to 10 times. Oh my god. Planning, it works. Um, so, like a Boy Scout, we're always prepared on this show. And so, if you post something about this episode on our page, mention Return of the Jedi poster, and you have a shot at winning. Yeah. There you go. And we will, we will draw one at random, and you can win a vintage 1983 poster from Return of the Jedi. Very cool. There you go. Very cool. I want then, one of those. You're ineligible to win. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. Friends and family of the show. Well, they're eligible. Only hosts. Only Joke's hosts. On are you eligible. already have one. I gotta yeah, tell you. Steve already gave me my set. That's right. Those, those posters <laughs> are that cool? so sweet. I know. I was. I was. Amazing. I had them unrolled. 
I was like, okay, I'm already getting ready to frame them. I'm I'm set. Yeah, and they're in the plastic. They've got like the the piece of paper over the edge of the plastic yeah. to tell you what the poster was when it was sitting in a bin. I swear, I yeah. felt like I awesome. just went into Walden Books and picked up, oh, the Return of the Jedi posters are there. Yeah. I'm getting the yeah. whole set. Yeah, so oh, thank it. you so much, yeah. Layla, and thank you, Chad. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes. Um, all right, the other, the other uh, thing I need to mention is we've got some special plans coming up. We're approaching episode 100. That's going to be airing in November. And I uh, just want to throw it out there. We've got some plans in the works. So look forward to that. Uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks, we may be recording off-site somewhere in a studio of some sort. So uh, be prepared could, for that Could it as be well. a be true uh, Wretched Hive episode in mm. full with a full cast and crew all in the same room together? That'll be it. Well, other than Timeless Pints. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a first, right? We've never, all of us in the same room, we've recorded had, a an episode episode proper right, we've had of The Wretched Hive. One time, I think we, but then Timeless Pints was the first time we all were I think so, yep. Wow. Yeah. And that was, that was technically a mini episode, right? It was. Yeah. Yeah. So lots to look forward to on The Hive. We are not slowing down. We are speeding towards 100 episodes and towards so many fun things to look forward to in the Star Wars universe. The The Rise of Skywalker, The Mandalorian, uh, The Cassian Andor Show. So much to talk about. And we are heading full steam into the summer, into the fall with some live recording opportunities. And we we will put it out there once we have these booked. And we'd love you to come. If you're in Southern California, come and join us and uh, be part of the show live. Yeah. Fun. All right. Um, all right. So, guys, it's time for the news. Let's get to it. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. All right. So we are going to do a little. We're gonna. Well, we're gonna do things a little bit differently with the news starting tonight. Uh, given that. Speculation is so rampant, rampant, for uh, the rise of Skywalker. Is it rampant or is it rabid? It's rampant. a it's a rabbit. It's a rabbit. Yes. Okay. Uh, is it rampant? R a m p a n t. Rampant. No, it's a bunny. It's like a bunny, a little rabbit. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it, yes, it. it's, it's rampant. Yes. So. There are so the grammar hive. Welcome to the grammar hive, so, everybody. <laughs> so there are there are tons of stories and speculation out there. We we have the spoiler alert, but frankly, we don't always use it. Yeah. We got some comments about you know throw up the spoiler alert uh, when you're going to talk spoilers, and 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 then you know Dave and I were chatting offline a little bit, and Dave, I'm going to hand it off to you here. What what were you thinking? What was your idea? Your suggestion, Dave? for how we handle news versus speculation. My idea was because so many internet websites package speculation as news that what we should probably do is try to parse out and have actual news be part of the segment that we're doing now and items that are speculation as to what will happen in you know Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, have its own little parsed-off segment, so it was more free to speculate and talk about. And if our producer, Steve, is uh, so inclined and so ambitious, or perhaps he'll delegate this to the intern, 
we could make a bumper for that segment and have a little spot there where we could even tell people, and if you don't want to risk potential spoilers, fast forward 10 minutes, you leave a blank there and put it in post-production, 10 minutes of the next podcast, and you can just bleep right over it and not worry about it that way. So what you're telling me, Dave, is did it come from Lucasfilm? Mm, mm. Yes, all the stuff that comes from Lucasfilm... All the stuff that comes from Lucasfilm has its own segment. All the stuff that comes from MovieWeb has its own segment. Roll it again. Did it come from Lucasfilm? So, so the way we're going to... So I love that idea because we need to separate news or try to separate news. This isn't going to be easy all the time, but news... From, bull, from Bullshit Web? God, from that, that one article that Dave posted web. this week made me so mad, guys. <laughs> oh, I so can't wait mad. to talk about it. I, the, that's Epic Stream. I, Epic stream. I, I do it just to fuck with you, Greg. <laughs> I really do. So what we're going to do to launch this, we don't have a bumper. We don't have a timer. What we're going to do is we do have one story here that I was able to parse out as pure speculation. It's a theory about what might happen in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And so um, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to we're gonna go through the, the entire show. And then we're going to close the show like we normally do. And we're going to have a little post-conversation about the speculation. Okay. And what are I'll, you saying? Are you saying it's a post-credit sequence, Steve? Yes, we're have we're going to exactly we're going to have our own Marvel-esque post-credit sequence. And what I may do is also release that as a separate standalone episode. Oh, nice! Our speculation episode. So this is our post-credit sequence phase four. Of the <laughs> yes, is that exactly. What we're doing? Sure. All right. Sure. So so hopefully if we get this right, all the news stories will be legitimate news stories. Uh, or And or at least we're going to avoid speculation about what may be coming and focus on what we know is here based on news stories that we have. Okay. And we're going to save everything else till the end. Sounds good. Now already I'm looking at this list going, <laughs> this, is, this is not going to be easy. No. Uh, but let's let's get into it, guys. We'll get right into the news here, and I want to hit on this this story from Dork Side of the Force. Nice, right? DorkSideOfTheForce.com. dot com. Um, the seventy fourth minute. Now, Dave, you brought this to uh, you put this on our thread, and I I love this article. I love how Star Wars repeats itself. I love the whole concept of Star Wars ring theory that we've talked about on the show in the past, where uh, Star Wars themes echo throughout the entire series. And I'm just wondering if, if this plays into that at all. So this is from Nathan Umali uh, from Dork Side of the Force, who uh, reported on the fact that, uh, well, let me just read the first little bit here. It says, no, it's no secret that there are plenty of parallels George Lucas put into his movies, but he made it a point to focus on that aspect even more in his Star Wars prequel trilogy. In the documentary called In the Beginning, Making of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, Lucas says, it's like poetry. They rhyme. Every stanza kind of rhymes with the last. And Dork Side of the Force recognized that it may even go beyond that with because of the fact that every with every film around the 74-minute mark, uh, a critical juncture in the film occurs. So, for instance, around the 74-minute mark of The Phantom Menace, Anakin is saying goodbye to his mother 
the only family he's known in the hope of becoming a Jedi. It's the turning point in the in his life. Um, in Attack of the Clones, the 74th minute shows Anakin racing through a Tatooine desert on a speeder bike in search of the Tusken Raiders that have captured his mother. And then in the 74th minute of Revenge of the Sith, Anakin is faced with the decision to save his mentor, Chancellor Palpatine, or uh, defeat, and he ends up obviously taking out Mace Windu and destroys him. So, Scott, what do you think about this idea? You think it's, is it coincidence that these pivotal moments in Anakin's life all occur on film at the 74-minute mark? It could be coincidence. Um, Hmm. I've watched these movies many times. I've analyzed the documentaries. I'm actually re-watching the prequels right now as we speak with my son. Um, And enjoying it without being critical. It was a very tough decision. We actually had to sit down and talk about it. But okay. now that you bring this up, rewatching some of the some of these prequels, there is a clear picture of what George was trying to do. And to see that come up, I love seeing those types of things. Uh, it's very similar to, I know a lot of us are comic book fans on the show, uh, a graphic novel or series back from the 80s called The Watchmen. Uh, if you read that book, that series of books that was eventually put into this graphic novel, you could see how uh, they had, uh, Alan Moore and, um, oh my goodness, Dave, jump in. Help me out here. <laughs> Dave Gibbons. Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Gibbons, thank you. Uh, kind of made this into this uh, almost like a mirror image of itself. Hmm. As you're reading each panel, each page, that page is going to be identical to its counterpart on the exact opposite end of the book. And it has parallel panels that kind of mirror each one in itself. Uh, and I, I don't, I wouldn't put it past George to do something like that, mm-hmm. and to have it that Anakin's having those moments, at, at those crisis moments, losing his mother, uh, leaving his mother for the first time. The mother is he's off to save her, and, and we all know, finds her and she dies, and then that moment of transition. That's that was the last I think final moment where he goes over to the dark side, where he ends up killing Mace Windu. Right. Right. So all incredibly important moments in his life just happen to fall at that moment. It could just be the way that George writes the scripts. Because if you've ever tried to write a script or wrote a script, you know you have to plot things out based on the filmmaking aspect and not just writing the story. Right, yeah. I think they typically say is about a minute's worth of film. So I'm sure George has a structure that he follows. Uh, one of the documentaries actually shows him he writes his script out on old yellow notepad paper uh, and, and shows him scribbling, I think at the end of the episode one documentary, the next chapter, and you just see episode two yeah. in his handwriting. Well, Greg, is this is this a, a work of an artistic genius? Um, or or is this just that, that it just happens that these scenes happen to fall in the beginning of the third act of each of these movies? Well, if there's one thing that I believe about George myself, if I can call him George because he is my bud, we do share initials. Um, mm. He, he, mm. Me, me being the other GL, you know, he he may be OGGL. I am I am real GGL though, is what I am. So anyway, uh, I I definitely think it's part of his structure and part of his flow, the way he builds and constructs all of his stories. Like Scott was saying, that it's it's very much planned out, and so whether it happens exactly in the 74 minute mark, I think would make him happy because he 
I feel that the way he constructs the stories, everything is builds to a point, and that's when that's when it's sh- exactly when it should be happening. So I yeah, I think it is part of his plan. I think that is part of his artistic style. Whether you want to call it his genius or not, I think he's a ge- I really do think he's a genius, but for other reasons than his storytelling abilities. Yeah. Um or I, his story writing abilities. His storytelling abilities are great. His story writing abilities leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, you could you could pick on his uh, his dialogue certainly. Hey, can I but, throw a wrench into this? Before sure. You jump, I know you're gonna yeah, ask yeah. Dave about this. Yeah, too, yeah. So here's a thought. We all know what went into the making of these movies. We've analyzed them, watched them multiple times. But go back and re, re- think about what you're asking right now, and look at all the stuff that was deleted out of the films. Mm-hmm. So his film, his writing process doesn't. It, it again, this is where I think there's a part coincidence that it's showing up here. Although I think he's planning it according to, like you said, first, second, or third act. It all takes place right at the beginning of the third act. It could be because we know how many deleted scenes are at are each one of the films, mm-hmm. and out of each one of those films. It would be interesting to see where those actually fall with all the scenes added back in. Mm. Would it be at, is it an equal amount of time with the deleted sequences that they're pulling out? Because each film is roughly around, what, two hours and 20 minutes, I think? Give or take. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so I want to throw this to Dave, who who posted the story and and had the initial thought about it. It, it seems like a little bit more than a coincidence that it's at the seventy four minute mark. You know, there there's, I mean, the third act of the film is one thing, and if it happened twice, it would be maybe coincidence. But three times, Dave. Uh, you know. Twice is coincidence and three times is enemy movement, I think, is how it works in military parlance. But Scott makes a very valid point. These films are not, you know, the final cut we get is the final cut because they shoot a script. The first cuts of the movies are generally much longer than whatever finally does come out. So the idea that they kind of crafted it down so that they have these moments that don't occur at the 74th minute naturally in the pace of the story and they deliberately craft it down so that now those things do occur at the 74th minute in the story that Mm. seems a little that does seem a little rough it might be a happy coincidence that occurred all right that's fair yeah, no, good points all. I, I just thought it was really interesting that I, I love – look up Star Wars Ring Theory if you're unfamiliar. And it just – something about it rings true with this 74-minute thing. I, I'm not – I, I oh, want to look into I, I, I it more. I absolutely agree on that. I mean yeah. he clearly says he wants it to be like poetry. He wants the stanzas to echo you know, against each other and refer back to themselves. And you really see it in the story structure, the overall story structure between – the prequel arc and the original trilogy arc so that something like this happens maybe it's a happy coincidence but it's only a happy coincidence because of all the other clear examples that exist throughout the remainder of the films yeah yeah i'm going to add to dave's clear idea right there because i'm bouncing back and forth between coincidence and uh thought out and mm-hmm. the things let's let's let, i love talking to you guys about this stuff because this i find this stuff actually really interesting um also, take into account that George was a student of Joseph Campbell and his idea of the hero's story arc. And we, he, that was majorly used in the making of this film or the, this series. Oh, it's the foundation of the whole series. The whole series. So if you take the, if you've ever read, um, oh God, 
I, I can't remember the name of his book. Joseph Campbell's book. Debbie Does Dallas. Th- that that mm. is the first Twilight. One. Yes, that is the second Fire and one. Fire and Fury. I'm sure that's it too. So <laughs> it really, Dianetics. He really does have a, an idea ahead of time. Whether there's stuff that's coming out. <laughs> Joseph L. Ron, Joseph L. Hubbard. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I, I really feel that you know, even if it is a happy coincidence, yeah. and I think we all kind of agree a little mm. bit on that. There is some plot there. There is some idea that's going on, yeah, uh, in his head to kind of make it because it it is falling on that third act, mm-hmm. and that is a transitional point in the story that he really wants to bring that drama to that that climactic. Oh, and right it, there. it's that makes it's sense. all part of his structure. George George is a fan of structure. I mean, that's every and flannel shirts. The way, and flannel shirts and and jackets over flannel shirts as well. So yes, that's a great look. I love that. And, and Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, let's face it. Um, well, Jar Jar is the greatest creation ever. What are you talking about? George. George may have been. That was a terrible impression of me doing an impression of another podcast host doing an impression of Lucas. By the way, <laughs> I guess I should be flattered. Um, so. There's another story about George Lucas's genius. All right. This one, I can't wait to talk about this. Oh, I'm so excited. Epicstream.com reporting. Just for you, Greg. That my prediction is coming true. You know, the Epicstream.com that I go to is an entirely different website. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe it's .org that I'm going to. I'm not sure. (laughs) George Lucas allows first ever public screening of original unaltered version of A New Hope. This from uh, Epicstream.com from July 2nd, 2019. And auth- this authored by what's this fucker's name too? Uh, God. it's is it David Dot? David Dot. Uh, David Dot. D a u t. David Dot. He says uh, Star Wars fans might love the original Star Wars films, but in 1977, creator George Lucas decided to update the films. In 1977, he decided to update the films no. with a special edition <laughs> of the original trilogy. I think you got your decade wrong there, David. Um. If that's your real name, that is your real <laughs> uh, name. Giving viewers the best sound and visual effects that 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 the time could offer. However, the special edition gave fans a visual a visual treat. It also created narrative tweaks that caused a few differences in the film. So obviously, he's talking about the '97 special edition, yes. not '77. Way to go, Epic Stream. Yes. Proofreading. Um, now, thanks to a special event. Hosted by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. That's a legitimate organization. That is. Uh, They haven't invited us to host a show there yet. No. Bastards. So how legitimate are they? (laughs) A a special few got to see the very original. Now, Greg, before you lose your mind, this is what Mm -hmm. this says. To see Mm -hmm. the very original 70 millimeter print Mm. of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Together that must with, have been fantastic. Together with Rogue One, a Star Wars story in certain uh-huh. cinemas, and we have a we have a another article here that we will post in our show notes. By the way, go to show notes on our website. You can find all these links. Uh, this is the Star Wars visual effects pioneers highlight the Academy's galactic innovations. Star Wars and Rogue One event. This uh, this event took place 
in uh, on June 28th. Uh, Just a couple weeks back. A couple weeks back, yep. Um, at the Academy Science and Technology uh, event at the Samuel Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills. So this was a legit event. And apparently, uh, Greg, they screened the original 35 millimeter uh, print of Star Wars. So what's your what's uh, your deal, man? Why are you so upset about this? They, but it turns out they didn't screen any prints. It was a panel talking about the technology changes from a New Hope to a Rogue to Rogue One, and how they used modern technology to compare it to the ancient technology, and how they merged the two and made the the two movies look and feel like they were in the same universe and from the same time. There was nothing in there about screening these movies together. Well, okay, so... Nothing! So this event took place over a couple days. So the the Galactic Innoventions... Innovations, sorry, Innovations, was on Thursday, June 28th. Mm-hmm. Then it says on, on June 29th, there was the screening... Of a new oh. hope, and Rogue One. Where where does it say there was a screen? Uh, I, didn't, I, see, I, I I looked. At, I did some some mild internet research, and I didn't find anything about the screening taking place at okay, all. Okay, so it's it's at uh, it's at Oscars.org. Oscars.org. Okay. Yeah. Forward that's slash events. So they so they definitely did screen in conjunction. It wasn't the same day, but it was in conjunction with this panel they held about merging the two films. The look of the two films. Hmm. I still think this guy's lying. I really. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, I'm in Greg's camp because he talks yeah. about how they how that was the original print, the original print, the original print with yeah. Episode Four at the beginning. Fuck you. Yeah. Right. Another another uh, problem I'm having with this is the 70 millimeter. The original prints were 35 millimeter mono and stereo track, and then it was. I would think within the first month or two was when the 70 millimeters were released. I would have to double check that, but those sources and that information is available in many of the books and uh, documentaries that we've talked about or seen. All right. So this is David Dot on Twitter, at David M. Dot, D-A-U-T. And now I do see where, yeah, it was on the 29th. There, were, there was the double feature that was shown uh, in the morning. Yeah, I do see that. Right. But was that the 70 millimeter print, supposedly? Uh, it's. I think it's very clever that David Doubt was able to alter the Oscars website no, here's, to support here's what it this says, fantasy that he's peddling. Here's right. what it says. The Academy hosted a, hosted a rare and exclusive viewing of Star Wars 1977 and Rogue One 2016 featuring a 70 millimeter Academy print of the original film. And see how the original film is after Rogue One? So that's the original print they're talking about. You can obviously tell. Yeah. So they talk Rogue. about an original print of Rogue One? <laughs> yes. Yes, obviously. I, I agree. All right, this is David Dot's tweet. <laughs> I just got to see Star Wars projected from an immaculate 70 millimeter print. The original Star Wars pre-special edition, uh, parentheses, a new hope was on the crawl, but otherwise unaltered. Close parentheses. It's an impossible dream come true, and I'm so extremely grateful for the opportunity, for this opportunity. So, and I can guarantee uh, you they don't give two shits about getting George Lucas's blessing to to show this film or not. They could not give yeah. a rat's fucking ass about that. Now, and, and that that is that is my that is one of my questions in looking at that is I don't know under the current ownership structure 
if mm. Lucas even has any ability to control what happens with that. Yeah, and this David Dot guy saying, well, it's out of respect for George is what it is, man. It's, they do it out of respect for George, even though they own it. It's respect, man. And I'm like, fuck you, respect. So get, <laughs> so get, get this. Uh... They, they, they... Go ahead, Dave. They respect shareholder value. I don't go. know that they respect George Lucas. Okay, Preach. I have to say something on this. Out of all the stuff we've discussed about this, does anyone, nobody's bringing up the fact that it was George himself who was stated as saying that no original prints exist yeah. ever again. Yeah, we covered that for sure. Right? I remember talking about that. So how yeah. can this be possible if no prints exist to play Star Wars? I think he's talking about the holiday special. Oh, you know what it is? <laughs> Maybe. Look, what, look, I do know this. Star Wars was declared by the... Oh, damn it. Damn it. lost him again. I know. It was declared by the Wretched High podcast to be the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Dave, uh, you, we lost you again, man. Start that thought one more time. All right. It was in the back. The, oh, okay. You're back. He's back. All right. I was going to so, say, the National Archives protected the Star Wars print. So my recollection is that an original, unaltered print is in the National Archives. So therefore, ah, no. Lucas is wrong. That is incorrect. They have never released that to the archives. That print does not exist, Dave. We've had this discussion. The print that was presented to the archives was the restored version, and they denied having it. So huh. where is this original print coming from? Hmm. Interesting. Dave. So is it is it I'm sorry, I actually really can't hear Scott at all. Is he on the other side of the room from the microphone or what's going on? No, he's right in front of it. I I I, I have a feeling it the problem might be on your side, Dave, because you're really choppy, you're coming in and out. It's not that Scott doesn't know how to sit close to a mic. Uh well that's a problem too, but I, I think that <laughs> he's doing a fairly decent job tonight so i'm on it like i was on you the other night wow tell me more baby um so but but get get a load of this uh panel they put together for the star wars and rogue oh thing. scott got a load of it the other night <laughs> <laughs> do i need to cue the wretched hive after dark music listen to this the list of participants included uh john dykstra okay stud Right off the bat. Yep. Dennis Murin, visual effects uh, genius. Um, amazing. John freaking Knoll. Yeah. God. Then you take a step down to Ben Burt. The who sound basically, basically, genius. Yes, who basically defined sound design. Can I also throw in, so John Knoll, along with working at Lucasfilm forever and and like literally just pitching off the top of his head Rogue One yeah and and getting it sold also created Adobe fucking Photoshop, Photoshop. yeah that's crazy yeah we talked about that on yeah, the show that's that insane. dude is insane uh, Marsha Lucas former what? wife former wife of uh, George Lucas oh, wow. did George Lucas approve that <laughs> she won an Oscar she won an Oscar <laughs> for her did. work on Star Wars she did uh, no, but was she, was, did George Lucas allow her to be there. Yeah. She's a cheating whore. I don't think she. Uh, I don't think he had a choice in that one. Uh, Bill George. I don't know who Bill George is. But they would do it out of respect for George, Steve. They would do it out of respect for George. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> ooh, 
Okay, Scott just found something that's important. Let me let me finish the list here. Uh, Harrison Ellenshaw, Bruce Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had a a the the rig that they used to film like the Millennium Falcon in flight. It was a it oh, was like yeah, a first of its kind rig, you know. And they had this model like we've talked about those those models that are like one twenty fifth scale or something like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and they had it set up in the lobby. It looked fucking awesome. I saw that. Uh, Richard Edland. And I think I think he did the set design, and Rachel Rose, hosted by Carrie Hart, currently with Lucasfilm. So huge, uh, he wears his sunglasses at night. Now, uh, now Bruce Nicholson, isn't that? I want more cowbell. Oh, that's Bruce Dickinson. That's Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Isn't, isn't he an Iron Maiden? All right, uh, yeah. Scott, you found something. <laughs> Yeah. And you want to share really quick what you found? This is from um, SaveStarWars.com. It's an article that was, uh, I think, shared from something else. But it does talk about uh, request denied. Lucas refuses to cooperate with government film preservation organizations wow. to preserve Star Wars. So they have. So yeah, let me let me jump in on that because. <laughs> Oh, God, it's killing me. Yeah, this is killing me tonight. Dave, every time the poor guy wants to talk, he's he gets three PO'd. Right. Talking about three PO'd, Greg. Give give us some three PO. Oh, Dave Potter. Anthony Daniels as C three PO. There we go. Dave Potter left. Uh, Shoot. All right. Well, <laughs> I, we can. Well, we can keep going. We can keep going and hope he chimes back in. Let's just do that. He'll be back. We, we got. Back we have so much second. to cover, guys. Yeah. He'll be back we have a lot to second. cover. He'll be in a second. But I just, I love how George Lucas's fight to power moment, going up against the man, you know, and really sticking it to him, is by fucking hiding all of his copies of Star Wars from yeah. the government. Well, yeah. It, according to him, he's actually destroyed them. So, why the? I know. Would you do that? I know. Fuck you, Uncle Sam. You're not going to get my movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. George making a second appearance on the show tonight. <laughs> wow. Um, you can take my taxes, but you can't have my movie. Oh, man. All right. All right. Well, let's move on, guys. Uh, we got to cover this. Uh, this is a big one. This, this, I think, I think Lucasfilm slash Disney let something slip here. I think it's great. I love this. I love this, this too. So, wonderful. so, uh, we recently had Star Wars night at Dodger Stadium, and uh, I planned ahead, got tickets, and uh, went to Star Wars night. It was really fun night. There was a hinge, hinge, hinge and solo bobblehead yeah. uh, that you had to pay extra for. So I didn't get that ticket pack. I didn't realize until wow, later. Wow, they had a, a fan giveaway night that you had to pay extra for? Yeah, yeah you had to have like a special ticket yeah. to get the bobblehead. And I bought my tickets not realizing that that was the deal. That's because the Dodgers wow. are so awesome. They're making you pay for this. Exactly. Giveaways. But, um, you know, the Angels one. <laughs> <for> ridiculous. <laughs> so so they had uh, got people dressed up in the, in the walkways there at Dodger Stadium. They had signage all over the place. They played Star Wars music before, during, and after the game in between innings it was pretty cool clips they are all holding lightsabers instead of right Cl- yep yeah. clips with the the players holding lightsabers and there was a big ceremony on the field before yeah. the game but one of the coolest things was that like the in between the innings they would flash up like a like chewy on the scoreboard instead of charge it would be like chewy you know yeah, you know yeah. doing his roar 
So where's? I'm sorry. Where's, what, what was he doing? What kind uh, of was he doing? I cannot do a good. Where's 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 Nico when you need him? <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's Nico. That's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to. Can you do that one without me talking at all? Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll dupe it over. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead right now. Right now. Yeah, okay. just go ahead. Okay. There we go. I'll copy and paste that over the horrific thing that I did before. <laughs> so, um, so. As when they were announcing the lineups, they always have on on the giant scoreboard in left field, the players' uh, image pops up, and they do a little graphic design thing, uh, and they play music while they introduce the player, the batting order for that night. Yeah. So for Star Wars night, they did a little bit differently. They went, um, a batting first, episode one, episode one, and then the the episode one scroll came up on the screen. So it was like uh, leading off and playing uh, left field, Jock Peterson. And on the screen, they showed the crawl for episode one. Yeah. So as Jock Peterson's image was up on the screen, you know, see this, the, the, the crawl for episode one. And it was the legitimate crawl. It was, the it was, paragraph. it was the crawl. It said, it said, it's a, Oh, wait, I have it here. It said, uh, turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic and the taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. So it was the actual crawl from episode one, although it said batting first instead of the title episode one. Yeah. But the crawl was correct. Right. All right. So stay with me here. So then batting second, uh, playing second base, Max Muncy. And then the crawl comes up from Attack of the Clones. There is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have been have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. So it's identical to the film. Same thing. Batting third, batting fourth. Uh, new hope. A, a, a new hope. They're going through. Which I the, believe was Bellinger. It probably was Cody Bellinger batting fourth. <laughs> it's a period of civil war. War. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first. Victory against the evil Galactic Empire. Exactly what this... So, so, now, you know where this is heading, right? Batting fifth, batting sixth, batting seventh. It's the crawl. Now I start thinking, what are they going to do for batting ninth? We have episode nine coming out in a few months. So, sure enough, batting eighth was Luke Skywalker has vanished. It was the... Last Jedi. The the last Jedi. or Actually, that was... um, Force that, Awakens. Was that was the Force vanished. Awakens. I'm sorry, right. I got it wrong. What's the uh, What's the scroll for uh, for Episode Eight? You guys remember? This movie's a piece of shit, and it's going to piss <laughs> off a lot of Star Wars fans. Wow, Greg sounds like Scott. Wow, I was going to say. Amazing. Anyway, I, was a, I was only saying that to be be funny because the Last Jedi is still a fucking great movie, except for the middle part. But it was the exact crawl from The Last Jedi. I'm sorry, I don't remember what it is. Should we say something about spoilers or speculation at this point? This could be one of those speculation things, Mm. but we have discussions about it. Well, to me, this was news, because this actually happened. I witnessed this. Yeah, and 60,000 people did, too. This is not some fanboy speculation here. I know. So, it gets to batting ninth, the pitcher, and whoever pitched that night... And a, a, a crawl starts going up the screen. Now, I'm videotaping this. So I have this recorded. I have the live video recording of this. And I think, Scott, you recorded it off the television, right? 
Yeah, and you're and you're not paying attention to the baseball game at all. You're more interested about a fucking Star Wars crawl than you are. No, I think <laughs> they played the Diamondbacks. I don't know. It's Whatever. the batting order, so it's the beginning, right? This is right. all happening at the very beginning. Uh, and by the way, the, who pitched that night? It was uh, Ryu. It was the solo. It was ball. Ryu? Okay, yeah. all right. So I have the image that I grabbed from my video. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is what it says. The image says, Episode 9 batting ninth which is what they did for batting first batting second but this is the crawl it read despite preserving the spark of hope that luke skywalker in his final actions returned to the galaxy ray and the heroes of the rebellion have struggled to the end of the conflict which has since engulfed the galaxy so that seems awfully short for a full movie crawl. Well, but all you saw with each one was the first stanza, like the first paragraph. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Not, the, the, not the entire crawl. Okay. Um, oh, got the next line? But I don't have it here. It was on the, the screenshot I think I gave to you. Okay. Um, but I do have the video where the next line of the next paragraph starts to show up. So you can actually read what it says. Do you I remember what it says? Oh, but okay. But I want to point out two things. Are you done? Are you I, well, I just wanted to lay out the story. So I, yeah. But I'd love to hear your take. Totally accurate crawls for episode one through eight yeah. for batting first through eight and then episode nine batting ninth comes up yeah and it's this crawl i'm saying it's legit i'm saying it's it sounds like it very well could be yeah absolutely right that they want to get out there it's a moment they can do it the dodgers are hot this year you have sixty thousand people you have how many people watching it you have a moment to have some fun with well this. N- not all that many because they still got that bullshit cable deal don't they yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it's still Time Warner. But uh, I, you know, I don't know that they broadcast that. Oh, they did. They did. I they got did. It off you the got internet. it on to Okay, I you got, got... It off the internet. So I actually okay. watched the opening ceremonies off the internet. Okay. And sure enough, that was coming up. And I saw your post later. I went yeah. back and I watched it cuz I wasn't reading that. I screen grab I videotaped that whole yeah. Oh, wait, I do have it on video. Okay. Um, but I will say this. Two things that stuck out for me. Yeah. One is the word rebellion. Yes, and Dave brought this up as well. Yeah, we've had this conversation. Yeah. So I'm going to point it out to this. I This is where I think it's legit. They do this in the other crawls. They will all caps a word. Yes. And in this case, it's always been the resistance has now become or evolved back into... But so th- this rebellion. was exactly Dave's point. Yeah. If the, His point was, if this was legit... Wouldn't it say resistance instead of rebellion? And, and I think we brought up this point. I, Dave and I spoke about this as well. I okay. think that this is a legitimate cause because the resistance has nearly been destroyed mm-hmm. that now they're building the rebellion back up. Okay. So that's why I think it's emphasized in here, and that's why I think it's legit. I do want, and this is going to be a little more fun. Yeah. I think the other word in here is despite. I love that it starts with the word despite. Because we've joked about this on the show, whether we love The Last Jedi or mm. whether we've not loved The Last Jedi, it almost feels like a little bit of a slight, despite what you've seen in the previous episode. Yeah, so <laughs> this is what's that's, a, that's a great point, Scott. So let me read it again really quick. So the, it, it starts off, despite preserving the spark of hope that Luke Skywalker in his final actions returned to the galaxy... Ray and the heroes of the rebellion have struggled to end the conflict, which has since engulfed the galaxy. Now, I, one bone I have to pick with this, 
is if I was writing this, if I was charged with writing this scroll, yeah. which, God, I would love to someday. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. But um, they use the word galaxy twice, yeah. and it feels a little awkward. I would not have written that. I would have selected a different word or 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 worth wordsmithed it so that you didn't need to use that word twice which i think is just a little awkward but uh i don't know greg what what are your thoughts on this is this legit i i i think it is i don't see any reason why i would i would doubt it at this point um you know it just very well could be but it I, I'm I'm one to believe it, so I th- I think that it would be uh I think that it would be pretty close to being accurate, and it it sounds like how they would how they would start the it it sounds like it was written by the team at Lucasfilm. You know that's yeah. that's how yeah. they would write it from everything they've written so far in, in in nine previous movies now going back to the 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 Star Wars story right edition so, so yep. or ten movies actually. I'm gonna agree uh, with with Greg here, and I, I want to do a little throwback to something I think he and Dave both kind of brought up or agreed upon. If nothing was released, no trailer, no nothing, and we just got surprised in December, that was that's fantastic. I love that idea. Yeah. Even if I didn't agree with it, I still think that's a shocking, fun way of doing this. However, I'm actually enjoying the one teaser that we've received so far, and if this is legit, what a way to do it. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you don't get the whole crawl. Yeah. You just get the opening paragraph, and you're getting it in front of a live baseball game. Yeah. And just, I don't know. I think, I think if this is their marketing ploy, roll it out in these little fun teases. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the idea as well. I thought, what a great way to sneak it out there, and just to see if any Star Wars fans pick up on it. Oh, yeah. Now I've been I I tweeted it out through our uh, Twitter feed. For the Wretched Hive Twitter feed, I put it on our Facebook page. A couple of people retweeted it and were like, ooh, did we just get a sneak peek? Yeah. But it didn't really catch on or anything. I tagged Star Wars in it. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be um, – it's going to be really cool to see if this is legit six months from now. Yeah, I've, I've done a little bit of research on it. I've, uh, were you able to find any other – like no, anybody gone, quoting it? All the official sites have left it just quiet. Yeah. It's, it's crickets. And that's what I'm saying. If this is official and they're doing it this way, kudos to them. Because yeah. seriously, yeah. it makes movie watching and the experience fun again. Right. Yeah. So I, I hope I'll get the other one out there and okay. I'll, get, I'll let you so you can see the, the next Let's line. put it on our, our webpage. Yeah, I'll put it up Okay. There. All right. Cool. All right. Well, it doesn't look like we're going to get Dave back, guys. He's <laughs> no, he's he's signed off. He sent us a message. Oh, he's he signed, did. He, okay. Yeah, he's he's having internet difficulties, and the uh, the the Skype gods are not being kind. So, all right. Okay. All right. Bummer. Well, we can do this. That's Three. too bad. We got this. Three. Wow. We're, and the, we're and then falling. Were... we're just falling like like just like things that fall around here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Always depend on, on Greg to just drop those, like, you know, pearls of wisdom. Perfect. Wait a minute, wait a minute. If everything falls, you're supposed to go all the way to where nothing is on top of you. See, there you go. All right, guys, we do have some news, quite a few stories here that we can rapid fire these about the rise of Skywalker. And um, first up, Daisy Ridley making big news last week. She appeared on a podcast called Happy, Sad, Confused. I think it's an MTV this, this production. Is, this is my girl, Daisy? Yeah, this yeah. is Daisy. Yeah, yeah Daisy Ridley. 
talking about the rise of Skywalker. She says, um, yeah, no question. You're going to know. This is her quote. Uh, they asked her, would they explore her character's uh, parentage? And Ridley said that J.J. did say the question is answered. So at the end of the film, you know what the dealio is. Did she use the word dealio? She did. That's a quote. Then I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Daisy. Come on. She's cute as a button. Yeah. Now, now, also, what this is an answer about something without actually answering anything, I think. Because I think, to me, this means Kylo Ren lying. Yeah. We, yeah, I've, 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 I've always said it, it's possible because he's an unreliable narrator. We, yeah. we expect him to be an unreliable narrator at this point. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, she, the answer could be, you already heard or you already know. And there's no question. Why would J.J. say, oh, yeah, you'll find out the truth? Yeah, that, that's my standpoint. It's yeah. been my standpoint that he's a liar. He's a bad source of the information. He's right. doing that to convince her to, otherwise to join his side. Yeah. Um, but she could be playing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have clauses that and uh, and uh, uh, what is it? Like an NDA, yeah, yeah, an yeah. NDA that they have to sign. So she could be playing it a little coy, you know, playing with us a little. Kind bit. of doing a little Mark Hamill with us a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, she well, is. she also shared on I. I think it was the same show. Uh, again, that was uh, Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. Um, that JJ spilled the entire Rise of Skywalker plot to her loudly, like when they were having coffee somewhere. He just said, okay, so here's the story. And he just tells her the story in public, which these things just don't happen in the Star Wars universe. I mean, they they had a, an, uh, a uh, disconnected laptop practically handcuffed to Ryan Johnson for episode eight. And that was the only place that you get any plot details. Um, So it it would be very rare for, for this to happen. But can you imagine like sitting in Starbucks and you hear like JJ Abrams narrating the story for you? I would just love that. He's just sitting around somewhere. just going, so let me tell you about Star. And I know it's the Daisy Ridley, but he's like, let's go over this right here, right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Good. So I guess they have really good camaraderie. Oh, this was on. Uh, it might have been actually the credit there is the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I think she was on the Tonight Show talking about. No, she was. She had another thing that was JJ. in the news. Um, she was talking about something about legitimate fan problems with with the Last Jedi. Was that oh. brought out too? I, I need to find I, that link. I, I didn't see it. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was actually a, a, a well worded piece an interview that she mm-hmm. threw together. I'll have to throw the link out there on the site. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So another little uh, tidbit about um, the rise of Skywalker. Uh, Chewbacca actor Jonas Suma, Su, oh, Su, Sumo 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 Wrestler. Junus <laughs> Sumo Wrestler. Junus Suatomo, who uh, of course is reprising his role as Chewbacca. Um, he has confirmed that there are, quote, multiple twists in the film. The actor didn't share any details, but said that he wanted to keep the fans on their toes. And uh, when IMDb, this is again from uh, IBTimes.com, International Business Times. When IMDb asked people what their favorite I did not see that coming movie, movie moment was on Twitter... Uh, Suwutomo also replied, the actor wrote that all of his next movie is filled with these moments. 
that is episode nine, but added that he can't say anything about them just yet. So uh, he says fans will be kept on their toes. What's I tell hashtag? you, you know, people used to appreciate good twists and things like that. I just I don't know. Mm. I don't know that people appreciate that. Like if if we were to have a, a something like a Darth Vader coming out as Luke's father moment mm-hmm. today, would that be as mind blowing as it is? I mean, has has put it this way. Has M. Night Shyamalan ruined it for everyone? <laughs> I knew you were getting there. Look, d- look, Ryan Johnson listened to what fans wanted, which was don't do another remake of The Empire Strikes Back, right? Yeah. Th- I mean, that was a big criticism. Oh, you know, um, The Force Awakens is just a retelling of A New Hope. and A, a New Hope rehashing, yes. Yes, and you, yeah. can, you can go, we've done this many times on the show, you can go point by point with those two movies mm-hmm. and they follow and the it, same trajectory. And it is accurate, but it is still a good movie. Yes, and then the opening sequence of um, The Last Jedi, yeah. Luke takes the lightsaber and flicks it over his shoulder like it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. And so that was so jarring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am one of those fans that's like I had to question myself, like, do I really want it to be super different? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's a fair argument. Um, you know, you're you're half of the half of the Star Wars fan. I, I sit in the other half. I think yeah. Dave sits in the other in the other half. You know, we're we're both the ones like that was that was great. You know, t- yeah. take what what you're expecting and throw it on its head. You know, and it may, and I still argue to this day that it makes sense. Luke being disillusioned by the light side, and the dark side realizes it's all bullshit and he's giving up that entire life. Yeah. Again, we're not going to rehash the arguments and stuff. Yes, we are, Scott, right now. Damn it, this is going to be a four-hour show. Here we go. Uh, No, so all I was going to say was... Do I need to play the Scott watch? uh... (laughs) I miss that. Um, Yeah, I I think minus minus all that stuff, he still did a rehash of The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Maybe not the exact storyline like like Force Awakens was. Right. But my God, look at that movie. It's dark. Everything's happening. Everything. Everybody's not get not. Nobody wins really in that. Well, it's also the middle sequel of a trilogy. There's a, there's so. a training sequence, right? Yeah. All this, all the tropes that we saw in Empire you're not wrong. Are there? They just they, might be rearranged they, a little bit. They fight on a snow planet. Yeah, mm. basically. I mean, that whole ad ad or whatever the new ad ads are. Mm. That whole sequence happens, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I just yeah. And so to have a shocking moment like that, Greg, let's 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 re-envision it for a second. Not that I want it to disappear and go away and reshoot it or anything, but let's just re-envision it. What if Luke is disillusioned and he approaches it differently? I think I would have more appreciation than kind of like... It's the same feeling I get when I see episode one and Jar Jar's helping him fix the pod thing, the pod racer. The pod racer. And not, not at the homestead, but at, out on the track. And the damn creatures sitting there farting in his face i don't want that right we, we, we don't need we don't need fart jokes how many how many fart jokes did they put into episode one there's that one he doesn't he like step in some like sh- yep. at one point mm-hmm. steps mm-hmm. in shit he gets farted Good. on he sticks his nose and his tongue and his face into a, a farts engine. are star wars canon oh good lord yep but that's all i'm saying take that moment and that's what that moment with luke is I think if you wanted that disillusionment, don't make it a kitty joke. Make it serious. Yeah, make it something right. like, 
you know, don't just toss it over your shoulder and that's it. You could make that so much more impactful. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't to me. Well, and and Ryan Ryan is quoted many times uh as saying that what is the hardest thing that could possibly happen to ray in that moment and i i feel like that was projected onto us what is the hardest thing for fans to see in that moment okay yes and they gave it to us i i understand that yeah but let's take that for a second when i said re-envision it re-envision it you have a downcast downtrodden luke who basically, instead of tossing this over, and it gives us a quirky look at the same time, just holds on to it, maybe sets it down, mm-hmm. and and just somberly just walks away. Yeah. Doesn't even, like, approach this lady, you know? Like, who is this strange person? Why is she bringing it? Just yeah. walk if he, away? If he, if he, oh. if he, if he... Would it have been different if he treated it with respect and then somberly walked away versus like angry old man, get off my lawn, you know, stomping away? Yeah, that's all yeah. I'm saying. It doesn't mean I want it changed. It doesn't mean that it, I just need the impact to be a little bit more serious. Yeah. You know, people say, well, these are kids movies. You know what? So was Willy Wonka. That movie scared the shit out of me because of that whole dream sequence in the boat. <laughs> yeah. It's still a scary, fun kids movie. You can make it dark because the kids can handle it. Yeah. As long as you're not showing people's heads blowing up, I'm sure the kids can handle it. I, I wanted a more serious Luke. I, I actually thought, yeah. and I know he was pretty hardcore serious in a lot of moments, but I didn't like, for instance, when he when he was trying to train Ray and he bought he he brought the reed up to her hands and yeah. or to her cheek or whatever, and he's like, "Can you feel the force?" Yeah, and he whacks her with it. You know, it, I don't know. I just. To me, that that's was. Not, I don't think that was him being goofy or anything. I mean, Yoda did goofier shit in in uh, Empire Strikes Back, and even in the Last Jedi, Yoda did goofier shit. I yeah. think that's him just being frustrated with her not taking it. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, yeah. or yeah, or yeah. not yeah. not listening to what he's saying. You know, when he says "reach for it," and she physically put, throws her hand out. I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah, I agree with you, Greg. I, I do. I I think there might be a different approach as to why Yoda was that way, but we could get into that at another time. Yeah. I just I I see the similarities in that, but I just think when you like Yoda turns that shit around in Empire. He's goofy. He's got that whole thing with the food and whacking R two with the stick, and he's laughing. And he is. He's like this crazy little creature, but he's in hiding, knowing full well what just happened. What ten years mm. prior to that, he's in. He's basically off doing nothing and, and keeping himself out of, you know, being visible to anything that's happening in the empire. So yeah, yeah. if anything happens and he doesn't want to be known, he's the goofy little creature on this strange swamp planet. Right. Luke is a, which is exactly what Luke did too. Yeah. became a recluse. Did. I, I, I think the way that Yoda ch- changes his tone and the way that Frank Oz approached that character mm-hmm made me believe that a puppet could be alive and I could feel that that's a creature plus he's playing a creature so maybe it's a little more difficult for me to see a human act that way yeah and maybe that's just an excuse of mine I don't know but I think what Frank Oz brought to that moment versus what Luke brought to that moment well and I also think that Luke's and Mark Hamill's outstanding performance with oh yeah against acting against the puppet 
made you believe that the puppet was so much was was a real thing as well. I agree, and I, really I do thing. partly agree with you, Greg. I'm I'm not trying to get on your yeah. case tonight. No, no, we've, no, we 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 perfectly made clear our feelings about, and and I and I respect your opinion of it, and yeah. and I I I don't know whether you respect mine or not, but that's I okay. I do. <laughs> All right. I swear I do, man. Especially after last Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to uh, talk a little bit about this. Galaxies. 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 Wow. <laughs> it's a little long. Galaxies. It's a little long in the tooth. Uh, Galaxy's Edge in the news this week. That sounds good. We haven't played that in a while. Uh, Galaxy's they, they've, had to clip, they've had to close it down because all the Star Wars nerds have stolen all the shit out of it. <laughs> well, we talked about that last time. It's still, still, still going on. Oh, uh, no, this week, the big news about Galaxy's Edge is related to attendance. Uh-oh. And that Disneyland is empty. Disneyland attendance is down for the first time. In, quite, in, in in decades during the summer they're actually running a special right now which is very rare for them to do during the summer months that a, an annual pass holder can bring a guest in for $99 which is wow. like 80% off I think it's like 170 to get in for a park hopper wow. ticket right now and, and it's 99 if you go in with a with a pass holder so that's when are we not going? 80% <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did I say eighty <laughs> percent? Math Sorry. is hard. Math is hard. Uh, okay, maybe maybe more like sixty percent off. But but they're they're <laughs> let me do the math really so, quick on that. So if you're an annual pass holder, you can get a guest in for a hundred bucks. That's like four hundred percent off. <laughs> <laughs> math. I hate math, especially eleven twenty two at night. Yeah. Um, that's eleven thirty nine actually. Oh. So uh, no, but. Disneyland attendance is down. <laughs> and so a, a lot of speculation about why um, now is a great time to go to Disneyland. If you're sort of an average Star Wars fan, you don't care about Galaxy's Edge so much, you can get the rest of Disneyland in and the lines are really short. This article in the Orange County Register, Uncrowded Disneyland, how long can it last? Um, there's uh, accompanied by photos here. I'll put this up on the screen for you to see. Scott. Wow. Um, so that's in the middle of the day um, okay. at the entrance plaza. Just it looks like there's maybe 80 people mulling around in the far background, and that's it. Uh, nobody else there. Um, this is Main Street. It that shows is shocking. On right a there. summer on a summer day, <laughs> that looks it looks like um, you know very very sparse crowds. Looks like it's more like 1960. Yeah, and then this this exactly this image showing the wait times. Um, for all the rides, oh my god! These are all the the um, uh, the rides around Fantasyland. Fifteen minutes, five minutes, five minutes, twenty minutes. It looks like for Peter Pan, maybe if I'm reading this map correctly. Yeah. Five minutes. Um, it looks like the wait times are very short. I mean, look at this this picture. Uh, it looks like this is That's uh, taken from the yeah. uh, the train station at the main entrance, and I I took this a uh, very similar picture. Uh, as this, when I went, when we went to uh, on May 31st, just to buy T-shirts before we actually get to go, got to go to Galaxy's Edge, um, it, the the crowd was like this as well. Um, so there's there's a lot of speculation as to why, 
Well, uh, it, for for what it for what it's worth, uh, for what it's worth, I'm looking right now at the Disneyland app at 11:41 at night. Okay. Line for line for Space Mountain, 30 minutes. Line for the Matterhorn, 25 minutes. Line for Peter Pan in Fantasy in Fantasyland is 30 minutes. Line for Indiana Jones Adventure, 25 minutes. Which for a Wednesday summer night, yeah, man, Big Thunder Mountain, 25 minutes. The Smuggler's Run, if you can get into Galaxy's Edge, is only 15 minutes right now. Wow. Wow. All right. So another so, that, art, yeah. so average lines, I would say, for a for a summer night on a Wednesday. Um, that seems a little bit light to me. I mean, I I, I would expect the the big e ticket rides to be to be a lot longer than that than, than that's what I that's what I called that's what I called out though was the e tickets that's what I that's okay. pretty much all the ones I called out and and they're all like around thirty minutes nothing nothing is longer than thirty minutes in the entire park right now well, which I guess is late. a good thing it's also late I mean it's nine yeah it, cl- it closes right in now. twenty minutes the park closes right. in twenty yeah. minutes yeah so that so, so that's under it would be a, a more I I think it would be more telling to to look at six or seven p.m. exactly uh, but so. Another article in the OC Register was sort of uh, counting the ways that this. I think it was like seven reasons, and I don't have it in front of me. Seven reasons why the crowds are lower, and so uh, and I can run some of them down. I read it this afternoon. So one was that Galaxy's Edge is has added twenty percent um, additional space to Disneyland. So there's just more space, and a lot of people going to Galaxy's Edge obviously creates a situation where there's less people in the regular park. Um, mm-hmm. Also, there's adding that other that additional e-ticket ride, which is uh, Smuggler's Run. This article broke it down. So um, that ride um, uh, uh, handles about 1,800 guests per hour. Wow. Wow. So wow. it, uh, any, there's only six seats in each car, though, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there's like four cars, or four, or maybe I don't know exactly, but I thought there was four uh, okay. cockpits. So, how, so I'm I'm sorry. Before you go on, how because yeah, yeah. you've been on it, how long is it? When you know, from from beginning to end, from the not from waiting in line, but from the time you sit down in the in the chair until the time you're they're kicking your ass out. How long? Yeah, is it? it seems long. I'm gonna say it's at least three minutes. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say right. two to f- it, yeah two to four, two to four. it's it's in the the Star Tours range okay yeah so yeah because Star I think Star Tours is is about four and a half minutes I think what okay it is. Oh, wow. and, right. and and like but like Matterhorn a, a ride on a track is yeah. like like ninety seconds you know two minutes something like that yeah yeah so this article said eighteen hundred well I think that's also in line in the queue so there's a so. If you if you take a look at the guests that are riding the ride and in line and a snapshot in time at any given time it's about eighteen hundred people, either wow. on the ride or in line. Wow. So wow. so that's two thousand people almost every hour that are pulled out of the park on a new ride that hasn't been there before. Yeah. So that's that's that. And then the other the second most popular ride in the park right now is um, Hyperspace Mountain. The okay. skin that's over Space Mountain, yeah. which is close to that eighteen hundred mark as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's so right now that's you know thirty six hundred people that are in line for two Star Wars rides at any given time, for any given hour, and so that's creating more space for the rest of the rides to have shorter lines. Sure, sure. Capac- and it's funny- capacity park when they start shutting it down is what sixty. 
Yes. 60,000? I, I think it's a yeah. little more I, than that. I think the I park think, is think, built I, to hold 50. Yeah, I think yeah. the average attendance on a day on a daily basis is somewhere in the 30s. Is that right? Ooh, I don't know what average attendance is. Disney doesn't really release that. Yeah, it's it's, it's speculation. I heard that they have packed as many as 70,000 uh, in that park before. Wow. Um, so the other interesting thing about this article, um, it also said that so so you have the riders in line for the two rides. You've got uh, more space in the park and the most popular annual pass is blocked out right now yeah Mm -hmm. and that's the deluxe annual pass that's the one i have yeah the the according to la times back a few years ago during the 60th anniversary it says disneyland officials don't discuss attendance numbers but theme park experts estimate about forty-four thousand people a day average average okay as an as an estimate from theme park experts According so, to the LA Times. So you've got a lot of annual pass holders that are blocked out right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, until uh, August 19th, I think, is when I can go again. And then your pass, Greg, I think is another month beyond that, right? Like September 13th or something? Yeah. Yeah. Right. September. That's when, that's when we'll go is in September. Yeah. So and on top of that, Disney blocked employees from being able to get in. Yeah. This is what this article was saying. And they just... Uh, just open that up to employees again. Yeah, I have it up right now. There's some interesting stuff stated in there, but the 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 fact that it's the first time in however long the acreage has increased. You mentioned this yeah, earlier, right? That's twenty percent more land. Eight, yeah, twenty percent. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, twenty percent. They really which... did carve out a huge swath of land. I mean, like like the last major expansion to Disneyland itself, um, not counting California Adventure to Disneyland, was Toontown, which was what yeah. twenty years ago now? Yeah, yeah, is dwarfed by, yeah, exactly. by no no pun intended, dwarfed by <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah, because you can walk in and out of Toontown really quick. It's mm-hmm. it's right. a straight shot to the back and kind of a little loop oh, around, yeah. and then you're yeah. out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it takes it takes a while to walk from one end to the other of Galaxy's Edge. I mean, it's huge. That's it's wild. huge. That's great. Um, so anyway, for all those reasons. Uh, Disneyland is a great place to be if you're a fan of amusement parks. You want to go check out Disneyland right now before August 19th. Uh, if you have an annual pass holder that's a friend, they can get you in for 99 bucks. Yeah. Um, one, one added stat to that, uh, yeah. when you were talking about Smuggler's Run, that is potentially, I don't know if you mentioned this, that's 29,000 people per day that wow. that ride handles. Yeah. Did you say that? I didn't know. I, I said, I, I read 1,800 per hour. Per hour. So that's yeah. nearly 30,000 people. That's almost, what, just 14 less than the park attendance in wow. one entire day. Yeah. God. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, you know, uh, to their to their credit, I, I think it's smart that they took these efforts because I think the he, they were already catching slack, catching flack for the huge yeah. crowds. Yeah, I know right, a lot of people right. who are really disillusioned with going to the park and saying they spend so much money on annual passes that they try and go and every ride is just insanely crowded. So them controlling their crowds and and making it so people can have an enjoyable time at the park, I think is to their only to their benefit. Even if it says their attendance is quote unquote down. I don't mm-hmm. think it's really down. I think if anything it's just staying the same. They've got all this extra area. Yeah. So I think you're right. I, I, I think it's successful. Yeah. I, I don't think they can be anything but happy about it. People will want to come to Galaxy's Edge 
if they know they can go and not be crushed by a bazillion people. Right. Yeah. I mean, they did a great job with the re- re- reservation system. It was unbelievable how smooth it was. Yeah, it did sound it did like really it was well. a fantastic idea. Yeah, they yeah. did great. Uh, just another little side note about Galaxy's Edge. William Shatner weighing in, telling Star Trek fans, hey, wear your Star Trek uniforms and go to Galaxy's Edge and send me a picture. So <laughs> a few people with... Uh, the Shat coming with, at it hard. With, with uh, Star Trek uh, uniforms or walking around Galaxy's Edge. It's pretty funny. I'm just saying, get a life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, um, you, sir, have you ever kissed a woman? <laughs> have you ever oh kissed God. a girl? <laughs> uh, guys, we're going to wrap it up soon. Just have to mention this, because I know we're all Walking Dead fans, and I really want to get your take on this, Scott, because you introduced me to the Walking Ooh. Dead comics. Yeah. Uh, I so wish Dave was in on this, but Greg, you, you read The Walking Dead, right? Uh, I haven't read it for a couple of years, okay. uh, but I, I think I got all the way. I think I've read every issue up until about 140, 150 or so, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, the Walking Dead comics ended yep. rather abruptly. Yeah. Out of uh, the blue. Just, just, just Kirkman just said, "We are out. We're done." And yeah. Uh, yeah. just with without mercy on fans at all. If only uh, they would do that with that goddamn TV show. Drop, <laughs> dropped it. So, Scott, you want to fill us in? What uh, what what went down here? Uh, well, I don't know if I should talk about the last one. It's been uh, out. It's been out? Okay. So the the, the basic... Uh, and I'm reading from HollywoodReporter.com here. What what will Image Comics do without The Walking Dead? That's, that's, and they talk about the ending. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah so what I find most well, interesting... And, 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 the, and the issue before is the, is really the, the real shock, shock, shock of all shock I- issues. Yeah. And that's been talked about a lot, too, which we, is the death, with the, the death of a certain major character. Yeah. Are we talking assassination? Is that... Is, is, the, we're, we're talking the death of a certain major character. I don't know how much of any more clear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're not going to spoil that, but one of the major <laughs> characters dies and and and, and very, very abruptly, and then this then the series ends. Right again, I'm going to give a lot of shout outs to Kirkman on this one. I've yeah. I've been to a lot of the panels um, at, at at the Academy place that we were just talking about. Um, yeah. Have met a bunch of the cast members. Have met Kirkman. Mm had some really odd quirky conversations with him i really respect the guy his writing style uh his approach on life in general um to do this this is a huge shout out because you're just pulling the plug on something that you felt so like heartfelt over this is a personal project of his that just took off it's i think what a lot of us dream about doing and he got to the point where he's like i'm done this is what's so bizarre to me, though, is this this whole series has been going on for like eighteen years. Yeah, it's yeah, been going crazy. on for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, well, they're almost they almost made it to two hundred, right? It was issue one ninety three. Is one ninety one ninety three was the last issue? They actually uh, created covers that they would put out to distributors. You know. It, about what future issues would be just to throw people off the scent, you know, that it was going to be the last issue. Yes. So there are there are fake future covers that are out there. But yeah, 193 is the, the official last issue of The Walking Dead. I think how I'm approaching this is I'm, I'm happy for Kirkman and the way it went out. I, and based off of what you just said and what I've read about that, Greg, 
he they because they threw people off with that they actually are reimbursing them for those issues that they pre-ordered on oh um, <laughs> with the amount of money that this guy's making i don't think it was that they like they prepared for that talk about a cash cow however what i find more more interesting is with the shocking ending and the way things kind of went out it's going to be really challenging for the TV show. I know you guys don't watch it anymore. Do you watch it? No. Okay. No, I'm long gone. Yeah. So pretty much all of the characters that are involved in those final issues are gone. Hmm. So to redo that moment with all new characters would have to present a, a hell of a challenge with how things have happened over the last season. Hmm. Um, hmm some major changes on the show have occurred that all of the characters mentioned in there are absolutely not involved either in the books now or in the, <laughs> they don't match up at all basically yeah they're okay. they're two entirely different universes there's the tv walking dead universe and there's the comics walking dead universe and and yeah there are people who are long dead in one who are still thriving leaders in the other yeah i won't mention the main Spoiler huh. one, but I will say that two of the main characters involved in that in that final in the final episode or final issues, I should say, yeah. uh, are Carl and Sophia. And Sophia yeah. died in the second season, and Carl was killed. Yeah, uh, Carl was, died a couple years ago now, right? Yeah, right, few, two seasons back, I think. So Carl made it all the way to the end in the comics, in the books. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it's always been an issue with me when that happened. When they were taking him out, I'm like, that kind of sucks. Like, he's a really book of the book. No, in the in the TV show. Of the show, of the yeah. show. I think that kid was done with it, though. I think he was tired of all the Carl yeah. memes and everything like that. I think he was over it. Oh, those Carl memes got funny, though, for a while. Yeah, they were. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, were the, they were the shit. Carl! Just, uh, hey, just side a, note a big on old this. giant 10-gallon can of, of chocolate pudding. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't remember that. What was it? Do you, yeah. remember, do you remember what the what the meme was? What is it? it well, there, there were a bunch of them, but it was just, you know, the, the fact that it was one of the really first Carl centric episodes. Oh. And, and at the, at the end of it, you know, he had escaped whatever zombies were chasing him all the time. And he sat up on the, on the, on the roof of this house yeah, yeah, yeah. and he had this giant tub of chocolate pudding <laughs> that he had, you know, cranked open with a, with a can opener and was eating it straight out of the tub. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude, really? <laughs> awesome. Uh, funny little side note, I had to take my cat into the vet, and my cat's name is Michonne. Mm-hmm. No lie, I'm picking up my cat, and the lady's like, oh, that's so funny, we had your cat Michonne, and she knew right away yeah. who that was named after. She goes, we just had a small dog in here, I don't know, a chihuahua or something, but they're like, that dog's name was Carl. <laughs> and I'm like, Carl. And I'm like, like, like Coral or Carl? Carl and she said no it was Carl from The Walking Dead but they specifically told us to call it Carl. I love that. <laughs> Coral. Like, oh. so they had Carl and Michonne at the same time at the vet. So well kudos nice. Kirkman thank you for a great run. It's been fun. Yeah I I, I was I had, like I haven't read it in a couple years but I was pleasantly surprised to hear that he just like like yeah. popped like no announcement just this is the end of the you know it's a very for for a a series that made its name out of doing things outside of the box, this is an outside the box move to yeah. to end a a commercially and critically acclaimed series just like that with yeah. no announcement. You know, yeah, he he didn't go for the victory lap. He didn't go for the big dramatic, you know, building to a crescendo ending. You know, 
it, it just you know the, things happen, and then this is you know that's that's the end of the story. You come yeah. to the end. I will say, if you get a chance, read his. He always writes something in the issue, the individual issue. Mm. Read like his a personal mm-hmm. note. Yeah, sort of thing. to all the yeah to the readers and the supporters of the the, the comics and the show. Get a chance, find it online, read okay. it. It's it's uh-huh. it's what a real artist like who put his blood, sweat, and tears into and into a personal project like that would really sure. write, and it's fantastic. Good I guy. will look that up. Thank you. Good. Good. Guy. All right. Cool. Well, guys, we're down to the final story of the night. Last story. Here we Last go. Last story of the night. All right, guys. There's an awesome video out there. <laughs> and uh, you have to watch it. It's Luke answer, asking all of his questions that he asks in the entire series. <laughs> if you're wondering, he asks 153 questions. <laughs> and this is this is through and, every movie he appears in. So it does yes. go through through Rise or the last. Uh, I was gonna say the movie he appears in so far because he will be in Rise of Skywalker, but it'll be it's all the way through the last Jedi. And I thought this video is fucking genius. So for for all the the you know <laughs> that Nico's take is always oh the the internet's full of a bunch of assholes and trolls. Yeah, it, it's videos like this that just that 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 keep me coming back. Yeah. So I'm just gonna play a little clip here. This is on YouTube. Every question Luke asks in Star Wars. What's this? Who is she? Is there any more to this recording? Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi. Look at who she is. Hmm? Wait a minute, where'd she go? Do you know what he's talking about? He's related to Ben. But what is this <laughs> Obi-Wan comes looking for? You knew my father? What are you doing hiding back there? How could I be so stupid? Where do you think you're going? <laughs> What's wrong with the map? Ben? Ben Kenobi? Is he a relative of yours? You know who he's talking about? You know. <laughs> I'm going to fast forward. Oh you get the God. idea. I'm going to fast forward. I'm going to go up about... Uh, uh, let's go, let's go to the end of, uh, let's go towards the end of Jedi here. Let's see what he's doing. Let's see what he's asking about here. R2, where are you? R2! Are you alright? Anything broken? What are we doing here? Ready for some power? <laughs> Move along, little fellow. We got a lot of work to do. You know him? How far away is Yoda? Will it take us long to get there? How could you know my father? You don't even know who I am. Is the dark side stronger? But how am I to know the good side from the bad? What's in there? Time? <laughs> Will they die? I sacrifice Han and Leia. It's like I'm on a driving trip with one of my teenagers. <laughs> Jesus. Right? It's just... <laughs> Stop! Like, Shut the awesome. fuck up, Luke. Come on. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? Is Darth Vader my father? Unfortunate that I know the truth. Why didn't you tell me? A certain point of view. Anyway, it just goes on and on and on. It's about a five-minute video. It's definitely worth your time. Okay, but every question it. Luke asks in Star Wars. That and the Seagull song is still ultimately funny so. the seagull song the one with yoda singing about the seagulls coming why? to get him oh my god why doesn't we... that ring a bell for oh, me oh you need to find that oh, right hang on hang right. on yes. just give me one this... second here well we have another we actually have another one but i don't have the link up and that is the uh, han solo song from xbox <laughs> here comes the champagne oh, of beers af- after this commercial right, hey. welcome sorry high YouTube. life yeah thanks youtube sorry, here you go Penny for your thoughts. I hate Brenda, and a bad guy hit me in the shin, and I peed all in my pants. <laughs> nothing a little music can't help. Rockin', rockin' and rollin' down to the beat. 
Fans. It's fantastic. <laughs> They've mouthed all those words, just random yeah. words to Yeah, him. it's one of the bad lip reading videos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. So uh, good. I have one question for you about that video. Did it come from Lucasfilm? <laughs> yeah. It did, actually. Direct Lucasfilm and also. Wow, well, that was a. Uh... Been a tough episode to get through, guys. We've we've had some Skype issues. Nico couldn't make it. Dave was dropped forty-seven times. <laughs> we are the Walking Dead here tonight. Yeah, we, we definitely are. are. We're the survivors. I'm not sure what that says uh, about us. Now nah, we trudged through it. We got through it. We got through it, man. We got through to the end. Uh, and if you've ever gotten through to the end, um... <laughs> many times. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah! Actually, don't give us a call and let us know how that went, because I really want to hear it. <laughs> On the Wretched Hive hotline, that's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell HIVE. Goddamn right. And you can also find us <laughs> at the Wretched Hive. I'm like, where's Dave? <laughs> <laughs> where's Dave when you need him? Man. Uh, don't forget, at the end of this episode, uh, stay tuned. When the music stops, we are going to cover one speculation piece. We don't want to spoil it for anyone. We don't want to be the uh, the blue-eyed dragon in your world. <laughs> so we're going to hold the speculation for the end. Bring out uh, we'll see how this goes. We have one story to cover. So if you, uh, if you want to hear that, stay on with us at the end of the music. And if you don't... Um, Fuck stop. off. Just go listen to <laughs> Stuff You Should Know or something or whatever else you listen to. Or you can fuck uh, off like Greg this... suggested. Thanks for that, Greg. How Did This Get Made? I recommend How Did This Get Made. That's I'm going to plug one. that podcast because I love that's, those guys. That's a great show. Love that show. Uh, guys, episode 91 is, a, is officially in the books. Any final thoughts? You know, I am a little sad this time of year that I'm not going to Comic-Con, but I'm I'm not hating avoiding the crowds. But I, yeah. I always do shed a small little tear that it's Comic-Con season and I don't get to go one more time. So if you do get to go, post lots of pictures and, and hey, why not? Hashtag the Wretched Hive, goddammit. I have Please. a colleague who's going to be there. Yeah. Pick her brain about it. Maybe she'll come on the show. That'd be great. Yeah. Let's do that. Well, guys, episode 91 is in the books. Thanks so much. Have a great couple of weeks. We will talk to you then, and until then, may the Force be with us all. Always. Where's the bookie? <laughs> <laughs> you got a feeling for Nico. Where's the bookie? <laughs> it's in my pants. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, time for speculation. One, one last story. One final story. So this is our first attempt at... Uh, post-credit scene here with this, the Wretched Eye Podcast. Is, okay. This is our Avengers after post-credit stinger, is what yeah. you call it. So we've got one to cover tonight, guys, and this is uh, this is from Inverse.com. title of this is Mind-Bending Star Wars Rise of Skywalker Theory Traps Rey in a Time Loop. Mind-Bending? Now, I really 
dig this because it's it's so in many ways it's so not Star Wars because when I think of time travel or time loops I think Star Trek like that's mm-hmm. how they retcon Star Trek over and over again with these this time traveling stuff you yeah. know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- it's not very Star Warsy to do that but with this it, it it's it's compelling so I'm gonna read the first part here. When it comes to Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, there's no shortage of galaxy-brained theories. Galaxy-brained, I like that. About how the entire Skywalker saga will resolve. However, one new fan theory about Rey's ending in The Rise of Skywalker involving time travel and the Emperor is so ridiculous, I actually kind of love it. Uh, So he goes on to... the subreddit u slash Darth uh, no, uh, sorry, Star Wars Speculation subreddit by u slash Darth Corleone. Love the name, Darth Corleone. Darth Corleone. Darth Corleone. And this, uh, why I also like like this, it kind of feeds into a little bit to what Nico was saying last week. Remember his, and we wrote about, we wrote a little blog post on our website in response to his colleague's Uh assertion. Oh, oh yes. about how Ray was Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's child? Yes. So stay with me here. So basically it goes, this is how it goes. Ray and Shmi, Shmi Skywalker, Ray Shmi. are the same person. Okay. So basically the, the, the posit is that before the events of The Phantom Menace, Palpatine figured out time travel. So... You, know, you got to suspend belief of the of what we've seen on screen here a little bit. So he figured out time travel using the world between worlds, and more in that in a minute. And search for the search in the future for a powerful force user. Okay, so he discovers Ray, pops out of the time vortex right around the rise of Skywalker. And drags her back in the past, 75 years earlier, around the time that Anakin was born. At this point, Rey somehow escapes and cuts herself off from the Force like Luke did on on Octu. She takes the name Skywalker as a tribute to her former Jedi Master, Luke, who's coming later in the future, and ends up stuck on this desert planet just like when we first meet her on Jakku. So, as far as how Rey becomes pregnant with Anakin, that's unclear. According to Star Wars canon, the Empire basically used the Force to create Anakin through an immaculate conception. Yeah. Uh, but this story argues that perhaps she becomes pregnant uh, at this time from the Emperor, and it's actually Rey. Hmm. Who gives birth to Luke, or who gives birth to Anakin? Excuse Anakin, me. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Mm, I think it's pretty far fetched. Yeah. <laughs> think, yeah. You know, because time travel's been okay. So I'm I'm gonna come at this from two angles. Time travel has been done. Uh, it's Star death? Trek, obviously. Okay. Star Trek for the voyage. The voyage home was it the voyage home. This yes. is the voyage home, right? Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. one, one with the whales where they come to modern day, 1986. You mean the best Earth. of all the uh, Star Trek films? 
if 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 there was a world where Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan did not exist, then Star okay. Trek Four: The Voyage Home may be up there. Fair but Star enough. Trek Two does exist, so your point's moot. Fair so, enough. <laughs> so, so, so it's been done. It's also in sci-fi, in as far as in pop culture sci-fi, Doctor Who, obviously, Time Lord, right. back and forth all the time, all the time, back and forth. It's all it's all good. So I don't think. Because they've already got Jedi and all this other bullshit going on, I don't think we need to see time travel brought into it, too. However, this is J.J. Abrams we're, we're talking about, and he did bring back the time travel stuff into, into Star Trek with the rebooted yes. franchise, yes. and all of that is an alternate timeline from the original Trek. So, is it possible? Yes. Um, I don't think it's... I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'd buy it, though. It doesn't sound like a, a good theory. It sounds, it sounds like the retconniest retcon thing that ever been retconned, so... So let me just throw this out there, too. I'm reading down a little bit further here um, about this world between worlds concept. And this is new. This is a new idea uh, that is canon in Star Wars Rebels. They introduced something called the world between worlds, a mystical plane. Uh, excuse me, a mystical plane of existence outside space and time that makes it possible to travel through portals in time and even alter the past. Now, so this was introduced in Rebels. Uh, it looks like maybe last season. And there's an episode called The World Between Worlds where a Force-sensitive character named Ezra, he's one of the stars of, of uh, Rebels, is able to access one of these portals and uh, reaches through another portal in the past to rescue Ahsoka during a battle with Vader. So weaving together those two shows, huh. Clone Wars and Rebels. Filoni is the biggest stoner in the Star Wars universe. I'm just going to point that out. Just, just so everybody's clear. No doubt about it. You yeah. think he, he's probably the dealer too. I mean, you know, he's probably getting <laughs> highest. Well, that's how he got the job at Lucasfilm. He was fucking supplying Lucas with all the weed he could handle. Just something kind of, <laughs> boom, you want a job? He's like, Hey, you want a job? You bring me my pot, yeah, I'll give you a job. <laughs> so Ray and Shmi are the same character. Scott, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm You're shaking the, your head no. I'm in the far fetch category. Yeah. I, okay. and I've talked about this with Dave and <clears throat> he brought up the fact that it was it was canon too, and I, I haven't seen Rebels yet, so I didn't know about this. Yeah. Um it's there's too much going on yeah. we, you you said one thing we need to suspend our disbelief right and that's not the point of this the point is it's canon or it's not canon even I have to you know suck it up every once in a while and say as much as I loved all those Thrawn books and everything else all the comics mm. they're not canon anymore right but yeah you know, it's it's an interesting idea I just I don't know after after what we know in the Star Wars universe and what we've seen in all the other franchises out there, I just don't want to add time travel to this. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we need I, it. I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Scott. Yeah, and think about how sad it is if if this were the case. Yeah, Ray's character. Yeah, Shmi is caught basically in a loop of what just, a horrible existence. Yeah, sadness. Yeah. And know. and she and she dies by a bunch of sand people. Yeah, yeah. horrible, sad existence. So there's I, I wonder... she gets taken as a slave by fucking Watto. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Well, by yeah, the this, way, this, is... this theory is falling apart upon closer inspection. I'm sorry. Well, there is. I there's... reject your theory. Right. There's other arguments too. 
if if Qui-Gon showed up on Tatooine like he said was not coincidence because they got this this force sensitive readout from Anakin Ray is full of this like if she's the most powerful force wielder that the emperor brings back in time why isn't she getting picked up on any radars yeah why is or are we not being told that she's not getting sensed by the Jedi Council and all that. I, I don't know. There's just too many too many holes in this theory. Mm. I, I get it. Somebody wants to have some fun with it. That's great. I think they're going to come up with a pretty good story to even close out what I think is not a great movie. I think they're going to tie up everything from Last Jedi and Force Awakens and the entire saga. I think they've got it under, under control. I don't know. As we've said before, J.J. Abrams, not really known for... Uh, tying things up well. Oh, Wrap, I know. We've had wrap, this Wrapping things up, not his strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> but the way that he's wrapped things up in the past, I actually kind of like not having all the answers. I loved the end of Lost and how controversial it was. Yeah, I know. And that, that it keeps you thinking about it. And I have my own opinion about it. It's very different than, than yours. That's fine. Um, and I, I, that's one of the, the part of the brilliance of it. Um, do we want that with Star Wars? I don't know. I don't know either. I, <laughs> I almost. I hope it's a little open ended, not in the sense of closure of the of the Skywalker saga, right. but enough that we're led to the next level of these n- new movies and yeah. new ideas that are coming out. That's fantastic. Let's do that. But if you're really going to wrap up the Skywalker saga, do it. Yeah. And just go bold. Do the whole damn thing and just. You know, I don't care if Luke somehow can cross back over and become, you know, mortal again. I don't, I don't care. Just let's do something fun and yeah. let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to bring something else up. I know this was the story, but I think Greg posted a last minute article, and I saw this as well. Okay. About a figure that was released. Or is oh. being uh, well, I, I think I think they're going to. It's going to like it was announced, and there's a picture of it today. But I think it's going to make its debut at Comic Con, as I think what it was. Yes, as an exclusive, it is a Sith trooper. A Sith. That guy that I've seen at every fucking comic convention that wears the Adidas stormtrooper gear. It's yes. all painted red. He's finally got an official costume. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the three stripes down the shoulder. <laughs> yes, yes, and the he does. giant 1984 boombox. That, that's the next thing for Disney, right? To sell sell the rights to the the, uh, <laughs> the stormtrooper gear, like to Nike Log- or Adidas. Oh my god! Lo- logo trooper gear. So Scott, you saw it. Steve, did you see it? No. Yeah, I haven't seen so, it. Where, where did you post so it? it? Uh, it's it's in our little Slack thread for right now, but uh, I'm but uh, Callista can put it up on the website. Oh, I see it. Yeah. So the the trooper, I I, trooper. I like this, I, and I and I usually am not like, oh, that's really cool and everything, but I like this because it's a mixture of of classic like stormtrooper gear and the really cool like guard gear from the last movie, the Last Jedi, the one right. that Ray and Kylo fought. It's a cool mix of both of those ideas put together, and I'm like, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. Praetorian guard, Praetorian yeah. guard. Thank yeah. you, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, well, and and I agree with that. I would even say it goes farther back because I think the Praetorian, what is it, Praetorian? Praetorian guard. Yeah, whatever. Those guys were kind of a. A spin-off of the royal guards, right? Yeah, the the, the emperor's Definitely. guards. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. those were 
I think they even had a, a comic book series about them that talked about their special, why they were special guards, yeah. uh, called the Crimson Guard or something like that. Oh, it yeah. was a fantastic series, actually. But cool. but the bit the big quasi spoiler is that these guys are called Sith, Sith Troopers. Sith Troopers. Huh. And Very it makes cool. me it makes me throw back to the trailer or the teaser that we got. There is that sequence where you see Kylo running through what's a very red, like forest that looks like it might be on fire or something. Yeah. And there's a lot of red in that moment. So I'm wondering if there's going to be some Sith troopers in that sequence. Cool. Yeah. We shall see. All right, guys. Well, this was fun. Uh, speculation time. Fun, I like it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Kind of good to save it to the end, although uh, we had a rough show otherwise. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up. Oh wait, we already did that. Yeah, <laughs> I do like you with the soundboard though, Greg. That's nice. takes a takes a little uh, little concentration required off of me. I can think about other things. Well, I li- I like the fact that it actually sounds just li- like me holding an iPad up to a microphone anymore. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have that running through your board. I do, I do. I got nice. it figured out. I got it working. Sounds great. Sounds good, bud. That's sweet, man. All right, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Yeah. That's 90, 91 signing off. All right. All Later, right. guys. Out. <laughs>